Welcome to Mock 10 Sports, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you joining us in this episode. We're getting to the midway point of the season, the SEC football season. I thought there was kind of no better time to get on, talk a little player evaluation, a uh, little draft stuff, who we're liking in the SEC just from players as individuals. I thought there was no one better to get on than the uh, executive director of the Reese Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. Jim, I appreciate you joining us today, brother. How's everything in Mobile? Everything's good, man. I appreciate you having me on today. Oh, no problem, man. So, Jim, just for our listeners, I know a lot of people probably listen to the show know your background, but just give everybody a little bit where you started, how you were coming up through the NFL and what you're doing now. Yeah, so um, 18 years in the NFL before taking this job, this five-year bowl, uh, was with a, a few different teams when I was in the NFL. Longest stint was in New England. I uh, was there for seven years, and then uh, I finished up my last five years in Seattle before taking this job. So I uh, lived in Mobile for since 07. And when this job came open, it was uh, just something I felt like I needed to go for. And, and thankfully, they they thought I was the right guy. Um, and it's been a really good, a really good five years since. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the, the Cliff Notes version of it. Well, I mean, you were talking a little bit off air. Like, give us the day to day during the fall season right now, how your staff is set up with the the senior bowl are people going on the road on the weekends like what's the day-to-day right now as you are collecting these names getting these invites set out for the uh, 2023 senior bowl yeah it's just really busy man we've got uh we've got nine former nfl scouts uh spread out all over the country uh over 160 years of experience on this year's staff so those guys like you said they're at games every saturday i think we were at 11 game sites this weekend uh 11 or 12 um so those guys are out on the weekends. They're watching tape uh, during the week, which is obviously the most important part of it. And uh, and then just filing the reports in the system. So what we're doing here is uh, we've got our own. We've got four full time uh, football guys on staff here. We've got four states that we do kind of looking at our map over here. We've got uh, actually we've got five. We have Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, so we've got a good chunk of the SEC here that we do from the office. And, uh, you know, watch just watching the tape as it comes in. So trying to do this thing way, and uh, we're going to be inviting players here in, in about five weeks. So, you know, it's it's go time now. It's a really it's really busy once we get into the fall. Sounds good. So I'm sure this is an exciting time for you. Have you all got any invites back or invitations accepted back yet or no? They don't go out for another four or five weeks. Yeah, we wait, man. Like, um you know, I just think it's 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 not good to first of all, you gotta let these guys play a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some guys right now that we, we know we would want to invite to the game, but um, you know, there was another game sent out some invites last year or real early and, and I have negative feedback from coaches that um, you know, they were just surprised they were coming in that early. Uh, we usually do ours at the beginning of November. So uh, we're going to stick with that. And then uh, we'll do another round of invites in December. Cause again, I think we owe it to the players to give them the month of November um, to get better. I mean, there's always those guys that uh, whether it's like new, new coaching staff, new scheme, they're getting used to everything. And, and they, you know, they just, you see a nice jump in the month of November. So we don't fully invite um, at the beginning of November. We'll wait and do a second round in December. You, you led me into my next question a little bit. You talked about scheme. I feel like you obviously watch, even going back to your days, New England, Seattle, you watch more film than anyone I know from me and you going back at our time in college. 
what are some of the just kind of the new trends you're seeing in college football, whether that's what sticks out, whether that's on offense or defense, things that you see weekly that you're just like, huh, I probably didn't see that about five, six years, even going a decade back. Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, the, the college game's been more uh, spread and wide open for a number of years now. I think that I think really the biggest difference you're seeing is is kind of these schemes trickling up to the NFL. I think that's where you've seen most of the change in the, in the NFL got more receptive to college concepts. Uh, but at the college level, we've seen a lot of uh, imagination for years. I feel like they've, they've done a better job creatively at the college level just to adapt to different personnel than, than the NFL has. You know, the NFL has been kind of a cookie-cutter league for a long time. Again, I think that the younger wave of coaches at the, at the NFL level is doing a really good job. So, um, to, me, that's, that, to me, that's where you've seen more changes than in, on the college side. Moving on a little bit, if you can tell me as much as you want to here, who are some of the top, if you could give me top five, top three, anybody that you're willing, comfortable to share enough, like SEC players the Senior Bowl has their eye on through three weeks of uh, college football so far? Yeah, you're going to see me peeking at the board right now, so I apologize I'm not looking into the camera. I'm cheating a little bit on you. No, you're um, fine. You know, obviously, you know, you start at, uh, you start at Georgia – and uh, Nolan Smith is a guy that that really stood out last year on that that historically good Georgia defense, and he came back for another year, which I think was smart. Um, but you know that you know when they're a player when they stick out when you're not looking for them. And with with all, I think they had nine drafted guys last year on that Georgia defense, and Nolan stood out even then. Um, he made you rewind the tape and like, okay, what year is number four? Um, and he's just he's a violent edge setter. Um, he's really a do it all outside linebacker because he. He's got speed to run things down on the perimeter, you know, against wide runs. He can rush the passer. Um, he can drop into coverage. He, he's, he's really a good all-around player. Um, you know, we were at the Tennessee-Florida game the other day. There's a number of players on both sides of the ball there. We were a little bummed out. Cedric Tillman didn't play the great receiver from mm -hmm. Tennessee. I think, it, uh, I think it speaks to the game Hendon Hooker had, um, that he was able to do what he did without Cedric Tillman. I think a lot of guys would – Losing their go-to guy um, would really struggle. And, and gosh, Hen and Hooker played a great game the other day. Just going through the tape this morning, uh, made a lot of critical clutch plays when he needed to. Um, you know, those are those are some right off the bat. You know, Alabama's getting some some really good play on that defensive side of the ball from from some of their from their season. Um, you know, and give the give the big guys a little love. Nick Broker on the offensive line at Ole Miss. Yeah. They've shifted from left tackle to guard, um, and he's really taken to that uh, that move inside really well. He's playing really well inside for them. That old Miss team overall is playing great football right now, and uh, it's cool to see Nick slide inside and, and look as natural as he does. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned Hendon Hooker a little bit. Again, you're teeing me up, throwing me softballs, teeing me up for my next question. What's your kind of thoughts of like the SEC overall from at the quarterback position? I feel like there's some pretty good players, about five through six, very intrigued to hear what your thoughts are on the overall just quarterback performance in that conference. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really good right now. You start with Bryce Young at Alabama. Obviously, he's not a Senior Bowl guy for us, um, but he could graduate. I think Coach Saban said at SEC Media Days he'll graduate, so we'll see. Maybe he will be um, if he finishes out in class. But you know, Stetson Bennett has really made a nice jump. Uh, I think that I don't think Stetson gets enough credit being a, a legit pro prospect. You know, I think he entered the year and there was a feeling that, that Stetson was really just more of a good college player. And there's definitely a difference between the two. Um, you know, there's certainly guys that are good college players. I think that Stetson's made that jump and 
think he needs serious consideration, um, you know, to be, to be a draft pick next year. I mean, we're looking at him that way. You know, Hennon Hooker is playing great. He was our player of the week this week. Will Levis is doing a lot of really good things in Kentucky. Uh, you know, I saw Will at the Manning camp this summer, and he and Anthony Richardson were kind of head and shoulders from a tools perspective, uh, stood out at that, at that camp and that, in that setting. Um, and Will's done some nice things, you know, going into the swamp and getting a win a couple weeks ago. was, was a really good win for him. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's a, it's a really good, I mean, just those four guys right there. I mean, the, the league is, uh, probably at the top end, the heavy end. It's as good as the league's been in a while. Yeah. And it, I'm with you. I thought Anthony Richardson had a really good game last week. Obviously a couple of mistakes here and there, but like you said, overall, I thought I didn't think going into it, any of his, uh, issues from the previous three weeks going into week four, were going to change on the road. But I thought that he played within the system. They had a good game plan going into it. I was really impressed overall with Anthony Richardson uh, this past Saturday. Yeah, we just watched a little bit of their offense as well. I was watching some Justin Shorter tape. Uh, Justin had a really big game for them this week. Seven catches, buck 50-something. Um, and I, I'd say this with Anthony Richardson. You just got to keep your, reminding yourself how little football the guys really played, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're everyone's so i mean just the way we're at right now in the media is that we just want to jump on a guy and like claim him as our guy and stake put our flag in him like he's the next great thing and i mean i think that happened with anthony richardson over the summer and the guy just hasn't played a lot of football so he makes a lot of inexperienced mistakes and that's and, and you just gotta you gotta realize that you know the guy's still really young at the quarterback position so um but he does have a lot of things you can't coach so i think he's gonna be a guy that you know two months Oh, at the end of November, when we get around, when I think I'm going to go see them play in Tallahassee when they play the Seminoles, and um, I'm sure we'll be seeing a different guy than now. But uh, you know, he's working through a lot of just you know first time mistakes, and he'll learn from those. But uh, no, he's he he's got everything you're looking for. So, Jim, going to this sticking to quarterback here, you've play, you've seen decades worth of quarterback college film going back to your NFL scouting days, even to this day, you are still evaluating daily. What, with the game changing a little bit offensively, or a lot for some, what would you say are one to three non-negotiable traits in today a quarterback has to have in today's game, in your opinion? Well, I think it's always going to be accuracy. Um, I think you got to start there. I think you got to be able to put the ball, you know, fit the ball into tight windows. And that's what makes, you know, that's what makes watching college guys a little more difficult because you can really get rid of, you know, a good percentage of the throws in college because it's just pitch and catch stuff, you know, clean pocket to big window throws that you just don't see at the next level. So um, you got to be accurate. I do think you have to have mobility, whether that's within the pocket or, or be able to extend plays. Um, so instincts, I think instincts is a huge part of it. We see a lot of tools guys that get overdrafted, um, but don't really know how to play the position. Um, so I think instincts is a huge part of it. Just having feel in the pocket and feel outside the pocket for when things break down and be able to make a second play, um, a second chance play. So I think instincts is, instincts is huge. Um, and then just toughness, toughness and competitiveness, just the makeup part of it. You know, I think that football intelligence is kind of wrapped into the instincts. So if we're like another bucket, I, I do think that, you know, leadership, toughness, competitiveness, guys that play through stuff, they're out there every week playing for their team, guys that, um, you know, guys that players want to play for um, is, is huge, especially on the NFL level now. I mean, the teams can't, the teams lose these quarterbacks for such a good chunk of the offseason. 
um, they need to be able to, they, they need to be the guy that, that, that guys want to travel and, and go throw with in the summer. So um, I don't think the leadership, the leadership part will, will never go away. I think that's always going to be a huge component of it. Awesome. No, I figured your uh, expertise there would be interesting after it's evolving over the past two decades, you kind of seeing it, you get in a front row seat to it. I was real interested to see what your thoughts were on the quarterback position from that standpoint. You you mentioned Nick Broker a little bit earlier from an offensive lineman from Ole Miss, probably a little bit under the radar guy. I feel like a, your surface level fan may not know about. Is there any other guys in the league in the SEC you see that may the casual fan may not know about, but you could see in Mobile come January? Yeah, like like Byron Young. Uh, yeah. There's two Byron Youngs. I'd like both of them. Uh, yeah. There's one at Alabama. They're very different players. There's one at Alabama. There's one at Tennessee. Uh, yeah. So the Alabama player is an interior defensive lineman. Uh, just kind of the next in a long line of Bama, you know, really good Bama defensive lineman. He knows how to use his hands. He's physical striking blocks. Uh, he's got some versatility to move up and down the front, um, and they'll use him that way. And then the Tennessee Byron Young is is really one of the best guys on the move, rushing the quarterback on the move off twists and games. And um, – Really rocked up, put together dude, kind of an old school three, four outside linebacker build, kind of that old Pittsburgh Steeler, you know, 6'2", 265, 270 type rocked up build. Um, and he can get to the quarterback, man. He rushes a lot of, he hurries a lot of throws and affects the quarterback. So um, those are a couple names, you know, that you probably don't hear a lot. DeMarco Hellams, the safety at Alabama, yeah. I think about Jordan Battle. Yeah. I think hey, Right now, DeMarco Hellams is playing better than Jordan Battle um, based off the early season tape. He's playing with a lot of urgency, um, just running alleys, playing downhill, making plays in deep coverage. He, he stood out a couple couple plays first Texas, um, you know, in a, in a really tight game. When you go back and you look at that tape, DeMarco Hellams really, you know, made some some really difference-making plays in that game um, that a lot of people probably aren't talking about. So, um, yeah, off the top of my head, there's a few right there. Uh, you mentioned one the other. I saw you tweeting about him last week. Uh, <clears throat> it was a kid, the uh, edge guy, Iku Leota, kid from uh, Auburn. You were tweeting about him last week. I thought he kind of fit into that mold too, but I agree with you on that. Final question. No, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, ab absolutely, man. Like Derek, Derek Hall's our defensive player yeah. of the week. Got a couple sacks and uh, really impactful guy. Big, stout, um, physical, a lot of power in his hands. Um, good straight line speed to chase things down. So Derek's been the guy everyone's talked about. Um, but Iku is a guy that, uh, you know, talking to the guys on their staff, they feel like he's made a nice jump over the summer. Um, and then you watch the early season stuff. He can do a lot of things. He's he's actually a better mover than Derek Hall in terms of just being, you know, flexibility, athleticism, and space. Um, and he can do a lot of things. He can set the edge. He's got length to do that. Uh, he's got some slipperiness as a pass rusher. So he's really an every-down player. And when you look at the movement, the athlete, he is a guy that's going to project to special teams. I mean, that guy's going to be a four-core special teams player at the next level. So, again, Derek's gotten a lot of the attention, and, and he deserves it. He's a really dang good football player. Um, yeah, but Eco's a guy that's probably flying under too many radars, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jim, last question here. Go back in your time machine here. We're going back 2012. Jim Nagy. Give the fan, give the listeners that I really don't feel like understand the day to day of the grind the on the road scouts have during the season. Just give us just a week overview, like what you're doing Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, going into the schools, getting filmed, going to practice, traveling, being away from the family. Just give everybody a little bit of overview back in your day as the Southeast scout for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. 
yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. It is a grind, man. And that, uh, that, yeah, I don't think you can stress that enough. Like what these guys are going through right now on the road, again, being, being away from your families, it's, it's truly a single guy's job. There's, I think most jobs in football are truly single guy jobs. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a lot harder when you add a, a wife and kids into the equation. So it's hard. It's hard being away. Um, it can get really lonely out there. I mean, this is the time of year. These are kind of the dog days of, of scouting. These guys have been on the road um, now since the beginning of August. So we're getting out about two months on the road. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging and it, it, it takes, you, get, you have to schedule it right. Like if you're, if you're in the Southeast, you can't go from Mississippi State to Ole Miss to Bama to Auburn in the same week just because there's no way you can handle that volume of reports. So, like, think about it this way. If you go into Tuscaloosa and they typically have double-digit guys drafted every year, you're going to have between 10 and 15 guys drafted out of Tuscaloosa alone. To write a draftable report, at least in the systems I was in, that can take up to two hours per report. Mm -hmm. So, if like a typical day, you show up at the school at 7 a.m. and you're there until, you know, five o'clock-ish, you know, when practice is over. And then you have to drive three and a half hours to Auburn. So you're not even getting to Auburn till 8.30, 9 o'clock. Then you got to somewhere eat in there. You're probably eating on the run and, and chucking the wrappers in the backseat of your car <laughs> and getting to the hotel. Um, and then you got to set up and you got to type from 9.30, 10 o'clock to 12.30, 1 o'clock and then wake up the next day at, you know, 5.36 a.m. and start it all over again. So you're at a school every day, and just in that Alabama example, so you have 10 draftable guys. That's 20 hours worth of work. Um, you've got a bunch of other free agent players, and you're probably hitting three or four other schools that week as well, probably three other schools that well. So, you know, on top of being at a school every week, you're adding like another 40-hour work on top of your normal week. So you know, there are some weeks that you can't even go to a game on Saturdays because you yeah. have, so many, have so many reports to write. You're just stuck in the hotel typing from sunup to sundown on Saturday and Sunday to file your reports in on Monday. So it never really stops. You're sleeping like four or five hours a night. Um, it is it is truly, you know, it's a people always used to ask, you know, I'd see people on airplanes and I'd be tape and they'd ask what you do and you tell them and they're like, you know, do you love it? And you're like, if you didn't love it, there's no way you could do it. Um, you got to be passionate about it because it's it's a really tough profession. It'll it'll beat you down. Um, but at the end of the day, you love what you're doing, so you do it. Um, and uh, so yeah, man, it's that that's really what a week looks like. That's really what it looks like. It's it's uh, there's there's not a lot of there's basically no free time from August until through uh, through Thanksgiving. You really don't you really don't have there's really not five minutes in the day where you feel like you can like where you shouldn't be in front of the computer typing a report or watching more tape. Awesome. No, I think that gives the fans a good perspective of what goes into the day to day, especially the fall grind for these NFL personnel people. But Jim, I appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, again, what you've done with the senior bowl for like Martin, obviously your evaluation skills are uh, second to none, but obviously the marketing standpoint, the social media standpoint, you've hyped that game up. You've turned it, into the best all-star game college all-star game in the country bar none second to none it's incredible what y'all have done to take it to the next level i i uh interned back when phil was doing it back in 15 or 16 and but the way it's marketed now is unbelievable that's a tip of the cap to you uh jim if you want to tell everybody where to kind of follow y'all on social media so they can get up to date because i love seeing your stuff y'all's weekly matchup breakdown stuff like that 
Uh, if you want to tell people where to follow y'all before you get out of here, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man, I appreciate you saying that. And, and uh, Phil did an awesome job with this game. This game's been a great game for a long time. All, all we've tried to do is just pull back the curtain a little bit, you know, and, and show people who we're interested in and, and uh, you know, and try to make it a year-round thing, right? Like we're posting mm-hmm. something today, uh, 365. So, uh, Dave, I appreciate you saying that, man. But, yeah, they can – Senior Bowl Twitter. It's just at Senior Bowl or my personal Twitter, uh, Jim Nagy underscore SB. Uh, yeah, man, we'll be we'll be like players of the week, matchups of the week, um, stock up players. So we we'll posting a lot of a lot of video, a lot of uh, a lot of coaches tape throughout the week trying to uh, you know put out players we're interested in. So I appreciate you mentioning that, Dave. No problem. So you, and you said next four or five weeks, people should be seeing some invites accepted, and y'all posting that on social media. Yeah, probably beginning of November. Beginning of we get those out so yeah we still got we still we still have a lot of players to evaluate man this is an ever ever going process so uh but yeah kudos to you dude it's good seeing you making the transition um you know from the football side and our paths have crossed at a lot of schools you've worked out you've done an awesome job so it's uh really cool seeing you do your own thing now man i appreciate you saying that i appreciate you joining us and uh appreciate you joining us on this episode of mock 10 sports keep following us on mock 10 sports for the best information on sec sports